At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. Hour number three of the Pro Football Blitz. I am Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And my partner, James Salinas, along via Denver, Colorado. And James, we have got Saturday night football, and it should be a good one. The New England Patriots, winners of seven straight. They are in Indianapolis to face the 7-6 and six Colts, who have won four out of their last five. And we've seen this line flip. A lot of activity. I imagine the handle on this game is massive. A standalone Saturday night game between two marquee teams. The look-ahead line last Sunday was Patriots minus 2.5 on the road. On Monday, it opened up 1.5 in favor of the home team Colts. I made the number 2 in favor of New England, and my additional numbers after pouring over the stats came out Patriots minus seven and Patriots minus one and a half. And even here just in the last hour or so, we've seen more activity in this number. It was two and a half for a long time, got bet down to two, and now really the consensus number just about 15 minutes before game time, the Colts minus one and a half with a total of 46. I know you like under the total, what about your opinion on the side, James? Yeah, I think that I, I want to see this from the Patriots offense. What is it going to look like with Mac Jones running the offense and DeAndre uh, Stevenson having to step in rookie running back because of Harris being out for this contest? I think that's a pretty big loss there for the Patriots. Just the depth that they had at the running back position. I think that's two rookies, both quarterback and running back, that you're going to have to go on the road and make plays. This game's going to be a high intensity game. It's going to feel, it's going to have the feel of a playoff game. And in a sense, that's what it is for the Indianapolis Colts fighting to get into the AFC playoffs as a wild card. I don't think it's realistic for them to be able to come back and win the AFC, win their division in the AFC South. But I can make a case for both sides here with the Colts. I think like for Jonathan Taylor, we've seen this running game and how, how sensational they can be up front and start to wear teams down in that second half. And Jonathan Taylor seems to be one. They found himself, had some struggles last year as a rookie, really just being able to get into this blocking scheme. But he's found himself through the latter part of last year and definitely this year where he's a very powerful back. He's got plenty of speed. He's got breakaway speed too, but he's very powerful and, and will initiate contact and We've seen teams kind of wilt in the second half against the Indianapolis Colts due to that running game. 
But now we've got Belichick on the other side, and he's got two weeks to prep for how are they going to defend the running game. And then in the secondary, what are they going to do? What different coverages? We know we're going to see a lot of late movement at the snap for the New England Patriots defense to try to confuse Carson Wentz. And I think that's probably my sticking point of why I didn't want to get involved with the Colts in this matchup because right now Carson Wentz, I know he's played so much better this year than what we've seen in years past. He's been very careful with the football, especially lately, not putting the ball on the ground or throwing it to the wrong team for the most part. But I think that's where he's going to do that here. So not only did I bet the total, I'm not going to get involved with the side. I did bet the total sitting at 46 and a half now, and I did take a piece of that as well to go to the under. But I I think, and I'm also going to play this right now as we're talking, I'm going to bet for Carson Wentz. There's a player prop here for interceptions, and it's basically will he, it's basically like a yes, no, over a half an interception or under a half an interception. It's juiced to the under at a dollar 25 and basically even one of minus 105 to go over that to be able to throw one pick or more i'm gonna bet that here because i think what's gonna end up happening is it's gonna be again it's gonna feel like a playoff game and i think carson Wentz, he's the competitor that he is will probably fall victim into wanting to play that hero role to, again, feel like he's always been trying to validate himself as a quarterback since he was on that Philadelphia team but was hurt when they won the Super Bowl and has tried to validate himself as the small college quarterback being drafted as high as he was, then trying to validate himself as a big-time playmaker that can play in big-time games such as this here to where he, he can make those plays. And I'll show you that I can make those plays, but I think Belichick will have some late movement confuse him in that secondary and force him into an interception. So I'm going to play that too over a half an interception at minus one Oh five for Carson Wentz. Yeah, I think that's a good play James. And if you look at that Patriots defense third in the NFL in yards per play surrendered sixth in the NFL on third down defense, second in the NFL in defensive passer rating and second in the NFL in red zone defense, really the only weak spot and it does play into the Colts hand. Uh, They're a little below average as far as defending the run, 18th in the league uh, against the rush are the New England Patriots defense. But I actually played the Patriots uh, plus three here. I bought the half point, had to pay minus 130, and I think it's worth it uh, rather than taking two and a half versus the three. But, you know, you talked about it with Belichick, having an extra week to prepare. And I know Frank Reich is a heck of a coach too. And And I think opinions have been absolutely split down the middle in this game. I respect a lot of people out there who like the Colts in this game. But, you know, Belichick getting points with a week to prepare. And it's similar for Frank Reich. He's had a week to prepare. I know they're a good team. I think they're better than their 7-6 and record. But um, I think the Patriots find a way to get this done. And what scares me a little bit, James, is they have played a weaker schedule. They've won seven games in a row. So you wonder if maybe things are a little bit inflated on the Patriots side. And and we have seen a lot of recreational bettors run to the window and and hammer the Patriots. But uh, I I think it's a a, a split uh, on both sides with sharp players as well. Yeah, and thinking about where this is where we get to see Mac Jones. And I know there was a lot of hype a couple weeks back going into Monday Night Football into Buffalo, but he didn't have to make any plays. He just had to hand the football off in that game. Well, he's going to have to make some throws in this game because the Colts, that front seven is really athletic and they're really fast. Their linebackers can fly. And I think it's going to be a struggle for the Patriots to run the football. There's going to have to be some plays in the passing game coming out of Mac Jones. But I do trust Josh McDaniel to be creative. I think we've, we've seen plenty of times with the Patriots, as the game progresses, they'll go into their bag of tricks and pull out some interesting play designs uh, to try to fool and especially get after. I think the weak link for the Indianapolis Colts is their secondary, in particular on the back end with their safeties. Uh, They've had some injuries at the safety position, so I think that might be, as the game progresses, get Mac Jones more comfortable in the intensity of the moment on the road in this big matchup, that as the game goes on, start to maybe see some big plays or some some trickeration, some trick plays coming out of the New England Patriots offense. But I think early on, they're going to have to be very, very, very conservative, try to get the run game going if they can. I just think there's, I'm just not ready to jump on board right now. I'm not saying Mac Jones, he's been sensational so far as the rookie, best rookie quarterback that we've seen out of that class in this draft class for 2021. Also very advantageous spot coming to New England, the culture there, as well as the coaching acumen with Josh McDaniels running the offense. But this is his biggest test to date in my mind going on the road. He's had some big tests 
at home when they've played teams like Tampa Bay and Dallas, and he's performed very well in those matchups. But now you're going to go on the road here. I need to see it first before I was really ready to get involved. But uh, I, 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 maybe some in-game play as far as the side goes, especially as the game progresses and we start to see a little more, see Mac Jones settle into this contest. Since injuring his knee at the end of the 2017 season, Carson Wentz 6-14 and 14 against the spread as a home favorite. Bill Belichick with New England 8-2 and two against the number when he goes against the Colts as an underdog. The Arizona Cardinals, they are no longer the number one seed in the NFC playoff picture. That coming off of a loss on Monday night to the Rams in Glendale. It drops their record to 10-3 and and via the tiebreaker, Green Bay now on top in the conference. Arizona is in the Motor City on Sunday to face the Detroit Lions. Detroit, of course, hit hard by illness, COVID, and injury last week. They were routed by the Denver Broncos 38-10. I made this number 16 and a half in favor of Arizona and my stats crunch generated Cardinals by 20 and a half and Cardinals by 11 and a half. Now the game opened 14. It's been bet down to as low as 12 and a half, but currently the consensus number Arizona by 13 with a total of 46 and a half. Did you do anything with this one, James? No, Brady, I didn't get a position here. Too many points for me to lay with the Cardinals coming on the road here. Thinking about... You know, wanting to write themselves, this is a game that they, this is their, their get, uh, whatever you want to call it, but this is going to be, this is the weakest game on their schedule remaining. They've got some very challenging games coming up beyond this game in Detroit, but how does Arizona bounce back mentally from that loss to the Rams? Just did not perform well, in particular Kyler Murray. A couple of bad throws, one in the red zone, throwing away an opportunity to score a touchdown, bad read, did not read the linebacker as well as then in the opposite side in the second half, throwing the ball right to the linebacker to set up the Rams on a short field to score a touchdown here. How does this young quarterback bounce back, especially the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be lost not only for this game, but most likely the remainder of the regular season and also James Conner the touchdown machine that he has been rushing the football 14 rushing touchdowns for James Conner so far this season he is questionable to play I suspect he probably is not going to play he was limited and did not practice much this week at all I don't think he's going to play in this matchup Chase Edmonds is off injury reserve but he hasn't played I think since he's been out for about six or seven weeks so a little rusty having to come back in there to make plays offensively and then the other side for the Lions. You mentioned all the COVID issues as well as the injuries. Their top playmakers are are out. We're not going to see DeAndre Swift again. Jamal Williams, the backup running back or kind of counterpart running back, the the, the sledgehammer that he is, he's out with COVID right now. And then TJ Hawkinson, really their best playmaker in the passing game, he is out for the season as well. So I don't know where the points come from from the Lions. I'm not sure where we're going to see Cardinals offensively with some of their big playmakers being down for this contest. I just couldn't get involved. I didn't like either side. I don't like where that number is at, so it's a pass for me. We are familiar with Sean McVay's success against the Cardinals and Coach uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Lions quarterback Jared Goff, of course, formerly with McVay. 7-1 straight up and against the spread against Arizona, including 3-0 straight up and against the spread against Cliff Kingsbury. He has led his team to 31 points or more in those three wins over Kingsbury. Will that translate to his new team and his new coach? We will see. The Cardinals have won seven games on the road this season by double digits. If they do it an eighth time here on Sunday, that will be an NFL record. We will see. They are currently 13-point favorites at Detroit. We'll be back with more in a moment. Keep it here on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Save 50% off of a VSIN All Access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in depth matchup analysis, trends, picks for every game, and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money's going on every game. Sign up today. You'll also get our daily best bets emails, weekly betting guides, 24 7 video, plus our all new College Bowl betting guide covering every bowl game. It's only 39 bucks at vcin.com slash subscribe. That is a steal. I love that promo there. 39 bucks for everything through the end of the football season. The big game special. Go check it out. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you going over week 15 in the NFL. And we have come to the Atlanta Falcons at 6-7. and seven. That still amazes me. At 6-7, and seven, Atlanta will visit San Francisco at 7-6 and six in Santa Clara at Levi Stadium. The Niners are 5-2 and two in their last seven games. It looks like they're starting to put something together here down the stretch. I made this number seven in favor of San Francisco, James. It opened up at eight and a half, and it's been bet up. When I dove deeper into the stats, I came out with Niners minus 12 and then also Niners minus four. Right now, we're at nine in favor of the home team. Total of 46 and a half. What are you doing with this one, my friend? It's I see nine and a half, so I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna if it gets to ten, I'll be a buyer. I'm gonna take it and thinking and not so much the play on the Falcons. And yeah, you're I'm right there with you. There's this team six and seven. We've just seen them get blasted in some of these games that they've played, but they're being they've steadily. I feel like they've they're finding themselves, and we know it was gonna take time with new coaching staff coming over. Sometimes new coaching staffs it takes a little longer to get to recognize your players and find them to put them in the best position to be successful. But they found it with Corderell. Patterson, that's for sure. Whether he's rushing the football or receiving the football, I mean, what a hybrid player he's turned out to be for this Atlanta Falcons offense. And I think here, this is probably going to be a play for me, plus the 10 if I find it, maybe even 9.5, it just stays there. Because I just don't like the scheduling spot right now for the San Francisco 49ers. Still beat up the number of players, whether it's at the cornerback position and the linebacker position defensively that they're beat up, uh, where they're at on the thin on that side of the football. Elijah Rusher, Elijah Mitchell, their top rusher, is not going to play in this game either. And we saw we saw Kittle last week, sensational player that he is. He's fully healthy and back at it again, not only catching the football, making big plays in the offense, but also blocking in their schemes. Very physical player, very heady player. But I think here, this just feels like a potential flat spot for me here with the San Francisco 49ers. Coming off back-to-back, high-level road games where you think about the and, and actually three games straight of how they played. Think about that Minnesota game at home a few weeks back, how competitive that game was, how physical that football game was, as well as then on the road at Seattle, the high-level game there last week at Cincinnati. Then you're going to have a short week and have to travel on the road to Tennessee. Will the San Francisco 49ers play on Thursday night against the Titans? I just don't like the scheduling spot right here for the San Francisco 49ers. This feels like they could this 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 game feels like to me this is they could potentially just come out a little sluggish to start the game in Atlanta. 
Uh, I mean, mathematically, do they have an opportunity to try to make the playoffs in the NFC? They do. I don't, I don't know how realistic that is, but I think they've been better on the road. They're five and two straight up on the road as opposed to playing at home one and five. So they get out of Atlanta and they seem to come out there and be more competitive. Maybe that's because some of these teams kind of take them lightly. I'm not sure why that is where there's such the home and the road splits are so drastic in that sense. But I think more so for me, this just feels like one of those emotionally flat spots for the San Francisco 49ers in this game. And if it gets to 10 I'll be buying it plus I'll be buying the 10 and if not I'll still probably take the Falcons at nine and a half yep I absolutely understand uh, the 49ers have been awful at home no home field advantage really whatsoever at Levi Stadium they're two and four straight up at home this season three and seven straight up in their last 10 games at home that includes one and seven straight up and against the spread as a favorite and you said it James Atlanta 5 and 2 straight up on the road they're actually 6 and 2 if you count the London game of course that wasn't in their home building um with how poorly the 49ers have been at home and as a big favorite I just could not get there I've heard some very sharp opinions that are backing the Niners in this one and we've seen it a little bit in the market but I I grew up with this team and I've seen them stub their toe in this situation I think you said it well with the scheduling spot I did tease the Niners down to minus two and a half I think they can handle that I just do not see this team winning by eight nine ten points uh, they are on an 0-14 and one against the spread run as a home favorite of more than five points. Uh, pretty interesting stat there. Uh, should be a good one right there in your hometown, Mr. Salinas of Denver, Colorado. The seven and six Cincinnati Bengals taking on the seven and six Denver Broncos. Both teams still very much with playoff aspirations, and the Broncos coming off of that big win on an emotional day over the Detroit Lions last week, 38-10. to 10. Of course, Cincinnati comes in uh, on the road here in this situation after losing at home in overtime to San Francisco. Uh, I made this number one in favor of the Cincinnati Bengals. My deeper numbers come to Bengals minus one and Bengals minus one and a half. And Denver has seen the money. Currently, we are at Broncos minus three with a total of 44 What's the buzz like there in your town? I know you like the Broncos minus three. Is there, you know, a, a possible letdown? Are you thinking as far as what you've heard around town off of the Demarius Thomas tribute, or are they kind of riding that wave? No, they're treating every game like it's a playoff game because that's what it is essentially for them. They need to, in my opinion, they need to win out to be able to sneak into one of those wild card spots and some challenging games ahead, all divisional games after this home game against the Cincinnati Bengals. They'll be on the road at Las Vegas next weekend as well as then at the Chargers and finish up at home against the Kansas City Chiefs who probably will have everything wrapped up in not only the AFC West, potentially even the number one seed. We'll see where they get to at the end of the season for the Chiefs, but I I think for the Denver Broncos here, this just comes down to me as this is going to be what we've seen the last oh, last five, six games for the Denver Broncos is this commitment to running the football. And I think so much of that goes to the offensive line coach with Mike Munchak. And they've had a lot of moving pieces on the offensive line. They've had a number of injuries both at, the, at every position on the offensive line, basically. But what they've done is these new guys coming in, they've been very physical at the point of attack. We remember seeing that game a few weeks back, Sunday night football at Kansas City, and how, how tough and physical they were really pushing the Chiefs around. They just struggled to score inside the red zone. That was the challenge for the Denver Broncos in that matchup. But what we've seen is the last five games with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams kind of both shouldering the load, rushing the football over 150 yards per game in those five games running the ball. And it doesn't put pressure on the passing attacks. I think that's where the offensive line has struggled is in pass protection, not in the run blocking scheme. It's pass protection where they've struggled because of all the moving pieces up front. But I think on the other side, talk about a team that struggles with pass protection Brady that is the Cincinnati Bengals no quarterback has been sacked more times this season than Joe Burrow 41 sacks he's taken this so far this season it's led to 14 interceptions and part of that's on the offensive line I think the other part of it too is on Joe Burrow just trying to hang on to the football to make some big plays down the field and I think that's going to be the that's going to be the tough spot for Joe Burrow going on the road here to Mile High Stadium say what you will about coach Fangio and his in-game management when it comes to to play calling more so but clock management, timeout usage, when he's going to throw the red flag to challenge some really questionable decisions in-game. But 
his coaching acumen on the defensive side and preparation there there i mean he's tremendous coach that way and i think that's what we've seen out of this denver broncos team they're second in the league in points allowed just over 17 points per game has this defense allowed here and i think in this matchup against the cincinnati Bengals, playing at home going to be the more physical team rushing the football a big injury to keep in mind for the cincinnati Bengals as well brady their top tackler their linebacker logan wilson will not be in this game anytime we're this deep into the season and you see guys that are their top linebackers you need those guys out there to make plays in that rushing game I think over the course of 60 minutes playing at elevation here at the mile high city I think Cincinnati is going to get worn down in this matchup because of that physicality of the offensive line and the Denver Broncos committing to running the football I think that's what we're going to see and they start to pull away in that second half that's why I laid the three of the Broncos at home I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon is my favorite running back combination in the league. I really love watching Williams run the ball. Uh, have fallen in love with that guy this year. Um, you talked about uh, the pressure that the Denver Broncos should be able to put on Joe Burrow with that lack of protection by the Cincinnati Bengals. They ranked 30th in the league in sacks given up at over three per game. Conversely, they're also very good. They're second in the league at sacking the quarterback, number two at almost three per game. Uh, The Denver Broncos, they're 15th in sacking the quarterback, so very average, but not so great in protecting Teddy Bridgewater as well, 22nd in the league in sacks allowed. So it could be a tough day for the quarterbacks here. We talked about the uh, strength of the secondary for the Denver Broncos. They are fourth in the NFL in defensive passer rating. So maybe there's something to looking at the under here. If both of these quarterbacks are going to be on their backside all day, do you? if you had to make a, a play on the total, James, are, would you lean under or over? Definitely on the under if I'm playing that side. I just think for Denver, they're going to have to run the football, and that's the, that's the decision for me. I know both both teams struggle in pass protection, but when you have the ability to run and be more physical at the point of attack like the Broncos offensive line, I like the under, but I definitely like the side better. All right, we're coming back with a look at the Green Bay Packers and the Baltimore Ravens. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The college bowl season has kicked off, and VSN has got you covered with our brand new bowl betting guide. Get matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, and data, predictions, also to help you make your best bets, whether you're betting on every game or just want to find a few. Key high-value props, the VEASAN College Bowl Betting Guide will help give you an edge. Get a digital copy today. It's only $19.99. You can find it at vcin.com slash bowl guide. The number one seed in the NFC, the 10-3 and Green Bay Packers, come into Baltimore to face the 8-5 and Baltimore Ravens. And a lot of uncertainty about this game, James, throughout the week concerning the quarterbacks, of course, Aaron Rodgers nursing that injured toe. Lamar Jackson had to leave the game in Cleveland last week, uh, just the beginning of the second quarter with a bad ankle, and that really has allowed neither quarterback, the toe and the ankle, neither quarterback has practiced all week. Jackson still listed as questionable. Aaron Rodgers is expected to play quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. I made this number three in favor of the road team Packers, and that was figuring Lamar Jackson was going to be in. Uh, that was back on Monday when I go through that exercise, and we really didn't know the, the uh, you know how serious the situation was with his ankle at that time. But we've seen this number creep up really ever since, and I guess that is based on speculation that Lamar Jackson is probably not going to go in this game right now. James, we've got the Packers as high as seven point favorites with a total of forty three and a half. Have you gotten involved in this one? I have not. I don't think that I will. I think with with Lamar Jackson, not a, he's most likely not going to play. I think it's going to be Tyler Huntley who's going to have to take over and play a full game here. And he stepped in very well in the couple games where he had to come in last week when when Jackson went down in Cleveland. But that was against a Cleveland team that's been struggling to score for most of the season. And then he played very well, did Huntley on the road at Chicago when Jackson was a late scratch due to illness. 
But those are two offenses when you're talking about the Browns and the Bears that struggled to put points up on the board. That's not the case with Green Bay, with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. We know that their ability to be able to put the ball and score from all angry, rushing the football too. So it's not just Aaron Rodgers, but you know, that's secondary for the Ravens. So to play this team, Brady is just so beat up. They've got 18 players on injury reserve. They've got a number of players with illness and, and COVID right now, especially in that secondary. They're just completely devoid right now of at the cornerback position completely decimated when it comes to the injuries and COVID issues going on right now with Baltimore I just don't know how Tyler Huntley is going to be as well as he's played in those two matchups you know Green Bay is going to be able to put points up on the board especially against the Ravens team that's so beat up defensively of as well as Calais Campbell, he's listed, and he's such a mountain of a man in the middle of that of that defensive line. He's listed as doubtful, so he's probably not going to be on the field either. Then the pressure comes on to Tyler Huntley to have to try to match scores. It's one thing when you're playing the Cleveland Browns and the Chicago Bears. You're not really trying to match scores. You can make some plays on third down, extend some drives, let the Baltimore defense do its job, and you can win those football games. Not so much against the Green Bay Packers offense. They're going to put points up on the board. I think it's a tall task for Tyler Huntley to try to be able to keep pace with that, especially since the defensive side is so depleted. I'm not going to lay that seven that we're seeing now with the Green Bay Packers. If I was, I want to take the Ravens in this spot, but I just think that roster is so decimated I can't play it. If you look at the Packers injury report, James, uh, we talked about this a little earlier. David Bakhtiari still, I mean, the all-world offensive lineman there for Aaron Rodgers and company still not going to play in this game. It looked like he might be able to return to the lineup the last couple of weeks, but he is listed as out. And then in that defensive secondary, I'm looking for the name here, and I'm not seeing him listed. I thought it was Kenny King. Uh, did you see that for the Green Bay Packers? And now I'm not seeing him on the list, but uh, I thought it was announced earlier in the week that he was not going to play in this game as well. And may not, I'm going to pull up. I'm pulling that up right now. But I, I just think what... safety or a defensive back, and 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 that was a big deal uh, for him to go down. And, and I ju- I just saw it on the report earlier, and for some reason it's not showing up on this one, but. You know, part of the reason I kind of like, I I think the Ravens may be able to hang in there. And I think especially at a seven, this could be a take. I I mean, we know John Harbaugh. You and I both think this guy is one of the best coaches in the league. uh, Absolutely. And somehow, some way, finds a way to get his team to show up week in and week out, no matter how decimated by injury or what have you. And I think if you can get seven here, um, that would be a take. You know, over the course of Aaron Rodgers' career, and, and this is not necessarily um, something that's an oddity, but Aaron Rodgers has been much worse on the road than he's been at home. He hardly ever throws an interception at home. Uh, they almost always come on the road. And we are supposed to get some wind in the neighborhood there in Baltimore for this game. And if Rodgers, if that does get a little breezy there in Baltimore, Rodgers on the road, if he throws a pick, I wouldn't expect him to throw more than one, but one might be all it takes for Baltimore to stay inside this number. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can see where you're coming from to take that seven. It's a big number on the uh, at home for the Ravens as that underdog. And they've, they've competed week in and week out despite all the injuries, but I think this is the wrong team to have to face when you're talking about all the injuries on the defensive side. Calais Campbell up front, the lack of a pass rush. Now, I know they like to bring a lot of – they'll play a lot of single safety and, and a lot of zero fronts that they'll want to bring. They want to bring pressure from all different angles, but Rodgers is just so good about reading that and getting rid of the football, and I just think the other side for the Ravens just not going to be able to keep – I think it's a tall task for Tyler Huntley to have to step in to this role and be able to make some plays in the passing game, even if the Green Bay Packers are beat up in the secondary – I just don't know if this Ravens offense can take advantage of that in the passing game. Not, not that Jackson was even that strong of a passer. That's really been a struggle for them to throw the football most of the season. Now you're going to have to put ton- Tyler Huntley into that spot and feel like he's going to have to match scores if Green Bay starts to put some points up on the board. Do we see some turnovers in short p- fields for Green Bay as well? That potentially could be there. The, and the other piece for Green Bay is 
they are playing for that number one seed, like you mentioned, and that's a pretty favorable schedule for them. They really, in my mind, catch a big break going into Baltimore with all the injuries and COVID issues that are happening with the Ravens. Then they're going to be able to catch Cleveland, who have just as many injuries and COVID issues going on with that Browns locker room. They're going to catch Cleveland having to move their game. They're playing on Monday. Then it's a short week for Cleveland to go on the road and travel to Green Bay on Christmas night to play. And then they're going to have a home game against Minnesota and finish up at Detroit. I think the Packers run the table here, and they're the number one seed in the NFC. Kenny Clark was that player. I was trying to find his name. Kenny Clark, a defensive lineman that will be out for the Packers. Uh, Also, Aaron Jones listed as questionable, but I believe he is expected to go in this one. Uh, Two for Tuesday, of course, here, James. Uh, Two games in Week 15 have been moved to Tuesday because of extensive players uh, being put on the COVID list, something like 29 players or so for the Los Angeles Rams. And, of course, they moved this contest to Tuesday. We already covered the Washington and Philadelphia contest. Both of these games will kick at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. This one will be the Los Angeles Rams hosting the Seattle Seahawks at SoFi Stadium. The Rams, of course, coming off of a huge win over Arizona on Monday night, avenging that loss to the Cardinals earlier in this season. It was back in week five when the Rams went up to Seattle and beat the uh, Seahawks 26-17. to If you recall, that was the Russell Wilson broken finger game. Now, Seattle has won two straight. Los Angeles has lost three out of their last five games. I made this number seven in favor of the Rams, and that's exactly where it opened. My look into the stats turned out Rams minus nine and a half, and then also Rams minus two and a half. This game was up across the board just about everywhere before they moved it. Now not every store in town has it up, but we're seeing anywhere from four and a half in favor of Los Angeles all the way to six. Uh, The total currently in the neighborhood of 46. Uh, Have you done anything with this game again yet, James? No, I have not done anything with this yet. And I see six and a half now out here in Colorado with a couple of books is two in favor of the Rams and I think there was some news that five players on Saturday were activated on at practice off the COVID is you talked about 20 plus players on it well they got five of them back most notably Odell Beckham Jr. is off the COVID list as well as Daryl Henderson the running back position so that'll help the offense for the Rams still a lot of players whether it's on the offense or defensive side for the Rams for me to want to get involved to know their their, know their availability but then on the other side for the Seahawks we know Jamal Adams their do-it-all safety he He's gone for the season with the torn labrum and then their top wide receiver. And he had a great game last week. Did Tyler Lockett hooking up with Russell Wilson? He is on the COVID list too for Seattle. So that is a big issue. And then they've got some injuries on that offensive line for the Seahawks as well. Not sure where to go with this until we get more clarity on what the opportunity, both sides, who's going to be available to compete in this contest. So no play as of yet for me, Brady. I think Tyler Lockett really is a big deal. Uh, You know, it seems like Russell Wilson just chucks that ball up, and right there underneath it is always Tyler Lockett. So certainly want to check his status before you get involved in this game, I imagine. It does feel kind of like a personal revenge game for Russell Wilson for me, having to go through that broken finger in the loss earlier this season to the Rams. I wonder if he looks to make amends for that on Tuesday. And then also you have the Rams going from that underdog that wins outright into the role of the favorite the next week. Not always a profitable transition. We'll come back and wrap up the program. We've got the Monday Nighter and the Sunday Nighter coming up here on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you, and we have made our way to Sunday Night Football, the NFC South Division tilt in the Sunshine State featuring the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans looking for a season sweep of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa trying to clinch the division and move to 11-3 and on the year. James, this line felt high to me. I, I made it seven and a half, and it opened up at 11 in favor of Tampa Bay. And then my deeper number crunch came to Tampa Bay minus four and a half and Tampa Bay minus four. The game has really danced around all week long between 10 and a half, 11, and an 11 and a half. Right now, your consensus number is 11 with a total of 45. What are your thoughts on this one? I think this is, I think it's a high too, but. I get why it's high. How are how's New Wing or New Orleans going to be able to keep up and score in this matchup? That's the problem. Is the offensive side of the football, Taysom Hill? There's not much opportunity to throw the football down the field just with his lack of passing acumen and the fact that they just don't have much of a core of receiver. Harris was the probably their their big play guy. He's out of on suspension. It's going to be pretty much going to have to be. The New Orleans Saints rushing the football, both with Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara did come back. He was back last week, so he had a big game against the Jets, and that's what it's going to have to be as far as the offense is concerned for the New Orleans Saints. They are getting healthier on the defensive side to try to keep them competitive in this matchup. But I just I, I just don't know where the points are going to come from from the Saints. Couple that with the fact that they're really beat up on the offensive line as well. Their two bookend tackles, both Armstead and Ramzik, are out for this matchup too. I think it's going to be Kamara having to get 25-plus touches, rushing the football in the passing game. Because uh, I think the one thing we did see out of the Bucks last week was the fact that they're not very they're not very deep on their front seven, and in particular on the offensive line. And we saw that get exploited in the second half of that Buffalo Bills game where Josh Allen really just, I think they they exhausted themselves in the first half, the amount of pressure they put on Josh Allen, but in that second half, they couldn't get off the field. So maybe a little bit of a weary legs in this matchup for the Bucs, but I think they're going to be, they'll be fine. Just They'll be just fine trying to stop the run against the New Orleans Saints. And then on the other side here with Tom Brady and that offense, uh, they've got some issues on the offense, uh, not so much the offensive line, but they are short at the wide receiver position. We know that Brown is not going to be playing in this matchup, and it's really a lot of Gronkowski and Mike Evans who played very well, as as well as the passing game in the first half last week against the Buffalo Bills. Not so much in the second half, except for the overtime touchdown. I, I can see that getting there, plus the 11 with the Saints. My concern is about the scoring, so I think I'm probably going to look more so at this total of this game here, Brady. It's sitting at 45 and a half, 46, and even the first half, and I think maybe that's where we that's where I'll look at is the first half is sitting at 23 and a half. I think we'll definitely see an inspired effort out of the Saints in this matchup on the defensive side, trying to hold that Bucks office in check. Leonard Fournette, he's a little banged up too. Questionable to be in this matchup. Uh, we'll, we'll see what his status is come Sunday night, but I think that's probably where I'm looking at is more so the total than the side because I'm just not going to trust the Saints to be able to score enough points, even though 11's a big number, Brady. 
means they've got to put some kind of points on the board because we'll get something out of the Bucks offensively here. Uh, I'd like to lean toward the Saints plus the 11, but I think I like the under in that first half better sitting at 23 and a half. I did tease it up to plus 17 uh, division game here. Uh, Saints, I figure, will show up. And like you say, maybe the first half is something to look at on the side for the Saints as well. And certainly you allude to it, not nearly the same team that we saw beat the Bucks in week eight, 36 to 27, your final there. New Orleans was a four-point home dog in that game. And if the Saints' home field advantage is worth two points, that means they're a six-point underdog to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a neutral field, meaning if Tampa Bay's at home, they would be an eight-point favorite if their home field advantage is worth two points here in Week 15. So I thought this being at 11 might be a little too much of an adjustment. And again, I you know played it safe and, and teased it up to 17. Uh, Tampa, you talk about uh, the game there with the Bills, a very intense overtime victory over a top-notch opponent in the Buffalo Bills. And if you look at the rest of the Tampa Bay schedule the rest of the year, they take on New Orleans, the Panthers, the Jets, and then the Panthers again. This could be the one spot left that they might slip up before the postseason. Potentially, and thinking about just the the level of energy and the physicality of that game last week against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, that was a very that was an exhausting game. It was exhausting for me to watch <laughs> the positions I had on that game with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, but it, it's it's tough to turn right back around and and now have to bring that same level of energy and play against a very physical New Orleans team. At least on the defensive side, they're going to be physical. I just I just can't get there with that Saints just on that offensive side just not only with the offensive line being the state that it's in we mentioned both tackles are going to be out Andres Pete the left guard pro bowler he has been gone for the last few weeks he's finished for the season and outside of Kamara there's just no playmakers and I just don't know I know the Bucks are beat up in that secondary but I don't think the the Saints offense passing wise can take advantage of that so maybe it's that's where it is the Saints will bring the effort and the energy I, I Sean Payton's not going to be available for this game he's going to be on the COVID list so does that have an impact uh, maybe maybe so I don't know I think most of that gets prep prepared for during the week and guys know their roles as far as the coaching staff is concerned of what they're going to do going in as far as the game plan uh, for this matchup but yeah, I can get there with the Saints plus the 11, but I think I'll just stick. Usually, Brady, when I, when, if I'm on a side or a total, I don't get involved with the other piece. And in this case here, I think I'm really going to get involved with that total, in particular that first half, sitting at 23 and a half. Nothing as of yet, but we've got some time before kickoff on Sunday night. All right, the Monday nighter, the second of a double header here on Monday night. I really like that when they do the double header on Monday light, uh, Monday night like they do in the opening week of the season. We talked about the Raiders and the Browns. That one will kick at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. The nightcap will feature the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. This will be in the traditional 5.15 Pacific, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time start. I was really surprised by this opening number, James. I thought three and a half was really short. I made the Vikings a five and a half point road favorite. And then my follow-up look into the stats turned out Vikings by ten and a half and Vikings by seven and a half. And we've seen the market move that way. Currently, Minnesota, a six-point road favorite, total of 44. The four and nine Bears hosting the six and seven Vikings. Where are you going in this one? Uh, nowhere, I think, at this point. I there's so there's think about the Bears side, a ton of COVID issues going on with that team right now, not only with the roster, but also with the coaching staff. Both the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and I think the special teams coach are not going to be available for this game. And what does that mean? In particular for the Bears offensively, with Bill Lazor not going to be there to 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 call plays. So does it fall back on Matt Nagy? I don't know. Is that one I want to trust that gets so pass happy throwing the football with young Justin Fields back? there now Justin Fields played pretty well he's a rookie and made some mistakes obviously on the road in Lambeau last Sunday night but also made some good throws and what I liked about what we saw from Justin Fields last week is he didn't get down on himself the kids are really he's a tough-minded competitor and he's got some good mental toughness and he's got some some strong leadership qualities that I think we'll see play out once this team you know in years to come when he gets more acclimated to the playing at the professional level and hopefully this Bears team around him gets a bit better offensively but yeah I just I 
the Minnesota Vikings, this is a team of all the teams. There's a lot of, there's a number of teams I've just struggled to get a handle on this year. And Minnesota is one of them. When you think they're going to show up, they don't. When they think they're going to get hammered, they they don't either. And uh, this is a team that outside of that game, and I can't get that game out of my head, losing that game to Detroit for Detroit and Detroit that Lions first win of the season and how poorly they perform from start to finish for the Vikings. That's the only game so far this season where they haven't had at least a seven point lead in that in a contest, but they can't hold on to it. They can't they can't play a full 60 minutes. And it's just the team that I don't trust to be able to do that. We saw that a week ago Thursday at home where they built up a 29 point lead late in the third quarter of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Pittsburgh came all the way running back to one possession, one play to potentially tie that game. I just don't trust the Vikings to be able to play a full 60 minutes in this matchup. I don't like Kirk Cousins going on the road in these matchups either. He's terrible on Monday night football. I believe he's 1-9 and nine in primetime on Monday. But the Bears are not a team that I want to get involved with, especially considering where they're at currently with the COVID issue. Chicago 28th in the league in yards per play on offense, 29th in third down conversions on offense, 31st in defensive passer rating, 27th in red zone offense, and 31st in sacks allowed. The Vikings are tops in the league in sacking the quarterback at over three times per game. That could add up to a tough night for Justin Fields. Uh, Also, the Bears coming off of that big game against their biggest rival in the Green Bay Packers, and now they have a second straight primetime game on Monday night. And, of course, the Vikings, also their second straight primetime game playing on Thursday, but they are on extra rest. Uh, Now with this game up to six, uh, I think teasing it down to pick is a nice play. We'll see if uh, it works out for us here on Monday night. That is going to do it for us. Thank you to you, James Salinas. Thank you to our producer, Dan Miller, our entire technical crew. Enjoy the games, everybody. Happy holidays from all of us. Cash some tickets with us at VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.